and welcome to this podcast series from Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. We will be taking a close look at the world of turnaround and exploring how to grow your business. We'll be talking to the people who have experienced it, from financial directors to lawyers and business owners, in order to give you insight and practical help. So if you are faced with dealing with a similar situation, hopefully it won't seem so daunting. Your host is David Stone, founder and CEO of Prompt Business Strategies. He'll be joined by a range of experts to discuss the hot issues. We hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm David Stone, founder and CEO of Prompt Business Strategies. Today, I'm talking with John, a former senior member of a leading bank business support team. John, many thanks for joining me today. Could you give me a little bit about your background and your role at the bank? Yeah, hi, David. It's good to see you again. And uh, thanks for the opportunity of taking part. Um, I won't go into too much detail. I, uh, I joined a high street bank straight from school over 40 years ago. Um, the last 20 years uh, have been in the commercial banking arena, generally dealing with SMEs. Um, with turnover up to I don't know uh, 250 million or, or thereabouts, um, and the the last uh, bit over 10 years now, I have been in what they're called various things by various banks. But we'll call it business support team, which is a kind of intensive care department, if you like. Yes, so that, that, that's me in summary. John, thank you very much indeed. Um, so my first sort of question to you is: How did businesses actually arrive in the business support part of the bank? Actually. No, that's a great question. It's changed in recent years um, with, with my bank. At one stage, there used to be some level of crisis that can manifest itself in a number of ways. It, it's typically surrounding facilities and cash, most commonly. Um, and there would be uh, a conversation with the customer, which went along the lines of, you've asked us for another, um, I don't know, X hundred thousand pounds of facilities, we can't provide it to you. In fact, we're worried about your business uh, so much to the extent that we want you to go to business support team, which um, was a message that often the banks didn't deliver very well or with a great deal of empathy. Okay. Uh, I know in recent years they worked very hard to, to get better at that with, with, with some success. More commonly, you'll find that a business which is going through some sort of turmoil might well have a business support manager supporting their main manager but just sitting in the background, giving them advice. Um, so that is the best way of doing it. There's a, a nice sort of um, gentle uh, release into business support as opposed to the uh, switching off the old bank manager, here's the new right. one. And all, 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 all the um, nervousness that that's going to give a client, um, you know, we shouldn't be underestimated. It would be quite a shock, quite, quite likely. Yeah, and no, I do know, so obviously working with you and other banks, I do know that, that clients get obviously a bit nervous, obviously moving from one side of the bank to the other. Um, and I know this is one most quite a difficult question to sort of answer simply, but what are typically, you know, what are the problems you see when a, a business case arrives with, you know, the business support team? Um, the, the, there's... There's often a, a resentment of business support because they've lost the comfort of their incumbent um, bank manager. Um, 
the challenge is to is to break down any resistance um, in, in that, and 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 ask them to appreciate that the the idea is to drive uh, a solution which is good for the customer, good for the bank. Now, I once had a customer who was um, very unhappy at going into business support. Um, and even before he, he'd actually come to me, I joined a phone call with him, uh, with his own managers, his own support team. And um, I said to this guy, Ian was his name, I said, Ian, I understand your fears. Um, don't get me wrong, none of my customers send me Christmas cards. Uh, <laughs> but we look to have a working relationship, understand w- what we can do to support you back to normality. Yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, um, he was the only customer who ever sent me a Christmas card even two years <laughs> after he opted to go to Santander Bank. Wow. <laughs> um, so, well, go. So, so the problem is often breaking down the, the, the initial barrier. Um, more importantly, and more with a, a business focus, is, is really to understand in, in better detail uh, what has um, got the attention of the bank. It, it will be quite typical that you're, the local bank manager would have gone to his credit team uh, and uh, and then had some sort of um, request for further facilities declined for for very good reasons, no doubt. Yes. But it's, to get, it's to get a little bit more under the skin of what are the symptoms that we're seeing uh, and, more importantly, what are the causes of those symptoms? Because unless you address and recognise those, you'll probably never, uh, you never get a solution to the problem. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And what are you looking for from the actual customer at this point? We're looking for the customer to understand the bank's concerns. Uh, We're looking for them to take the actions they need to address the bank's concerns. um, And then that will typically manifest itself in some sort of recovery strategy, turnaround plan, uh, call it what you will, um, which we would ask them then to implement. Now, the challenge we have there is that this business might well have had a, a, a good life in a benign or even good economy where they haven't really been under any a, any challenge. Yes. Um, and I think the, the key people, the MG, the general manager, whoever it might be, needs to look at his team and and say, is this the right team to get us through this particular choppy waters that we got? Um, they need to understand where the real power is in the in the boardroom. Is it with the sales director who uh, will have a completely different agenda to the finance director? Has has the finance director got the capability to to navigate the ship through choppy waters? Or do they need to change or, or perhaps have some extra support in the form of a turnaround manager, interim manager, or indeed uh, a firm such as Prompt Strategies to support them? <laughs> Thank you, John. Obviously, I know the bank rather well, but for the listeners, could you explain the difference between the sort of normal bank-client interaction and the difference between business support? Because obviously I see quite a difference of intensity of involvement. Yeah, sure. A normal banker-customer relationship is, 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 if you like, harmonious. Um, they will provide the customer with the right level of facilities and products, um, 
calls will be of a nature which is uh, perhaps discussing the, the the latest MI and hopefully that's showing good trend. But it's, it's a fairly relaxed atmosphere. Um, with business support, it's naturally going to be a bit more intense than that. There's, there's a problem that has to be identified uh, and addressed. Um, there is a need probably to increase the level of scrutiny through management information, customer meetings might well be far more frequent. And I know that you and I have worked on cases where, uh, albeit during the pandemic, we've had weekly Zoom calls to, uh, yes. to, to, to update where we were. You know, that was that was pretty intense, but also pretty necessary. The, the level of um, scrutiny obviously increases. Uh, there is almost a natural disinclination from the bank to extend facilities when in when in business support obviously to lend further money you know with the business in a distressed situation yeah sort of from my experience it's quite a another level of consideration from the bank yes the risk profile yeah sure so uh, when when a, a customer comes into business support there's almost naturally a disinclination to increase facilities and, until the problem is understood. And even then, that will be challenging. Um, the bank provides facilities to support profitable trading and to help cash flow as well as asset purchases. Typically, the bank won't see its role as there to fund losses. That that they would consider yeah. to be a shareholder's uh, responsibility. No, and that's a really interesting point, John, because I think often in the middle of a turnaround, I think that gets lost often by the directors, actually, who aren't always the shareholders. And I think there's distinction between is this actually a shareholder play to support the business with a bank sitting tight and supporting the journey, whereas, as we both know on a number of cases, you actually, you know, the directors are looking for the bank, actually, to put out further money at pretty high risk. Um, And there's that balance between that and the shareholder interaction, which I... Obviously, you know, we have to play part of our part in that turnaround to actually broker those discussions. Mm -hmm. Um, One question that I suspect actually isn't directly asked um, by clients, but I know behind the scenes is often mentioned, and that is what pressure are you, in effect, as a member of the bank team, you know, to get their money back as well, particularly, you know, if things are looking a little tricky um, and I appreciate, John, most customers won't actually ever ask that direct question, but we know that's a question that is raised, uh, you know, often by the board and potentially shareholders. Yeah, no, that, that, again, another great question. Uh, my default position when I've taken a case, and, and obviously that comes down from the, the team leadership, is that we want to support this business back to normality, you know, profitable trading, uh, manageable cash flow because over the years the bank will have spent a lot of time uh, invested with this customer it makes a level of profit out of this customer in in, in a good time and while sure you're absolutely right we don't want to suffer any kind of uh, loan impairment um, the the objective is to keep the customer if if that can be done yeah. so the reason for that is, is it's quite difficult to win business and if this business can be turned around you continue to have a long track record with this and, and maybe everybody comes out stronger and better for the experience of being in business support. Um, the bank also 
has one eye on what I'll call social matters, which is uh, if it's a if it's um, a big employer, yeah. big employer, and you you and I have worked with some of these customers. We have. You you think of the social responsibility, social responsibility, the impact on the local economy, and yeah, sure, the bank's always looking at its PR position. We've we've had a fair bit of poor PR over the years, uh, <laughs> much of it rightly so, no doubt. <laughs> but but there was increasingly a, a need to be seen to be doing the right thing um, on a much wider perspective. John, I, I definitely second that actually because I I think there's been a number of cases where the lending decision in real terms is quite borderline. But as you and I know, you know, keeping you know, hundreds of people employed, paying the wages and keeping the options open to see whether some of those lifelines come in, you know, is key. And those aren't necessarily always outright financial decisions, are they? As you say, I think they are, that there's some sort of social moral uh, points that I, I know you and I, you know, often have to debate offline without the customer directly to discuss what our options are. But I, I totally agree. I think the bank, and to be fair, most banks, you know, do very much have a social conscience these days and, and keeping people employed, you know, wherever possible is a really key factor. So I definitely, you know, second second that point. Um, an area that I, I sort of spend always, you know, quite a lot of time when I first go into a company, and that is sort of evaluating the, the team. Um, and like all, all businesses, you, you, you meet the good and the bad, as I describe it, and, and, and you also meet people possibly at their most stressed level, and particularly, you know, always it tends to be the financial team that are under the most pressure at that point. I mean, how do you evaluate the team when you first meet them in terms of when they come over to business support? What are you looking for at that point from that team? Yeah, this, this is a really difficult area because certainly in the early days, you don't really know, you don't really know the team. Um, you, you've seen various credit submissions by the previous manager, which has said um, X and X is an excellent CEO and this, this person is a fantastic financial director. Um, but it's very hard to provide any evidence of that, um, that and and even in even in the early days, you you have to go in assuming that these people know what they're doing uh, to an extent that they can turn around this business. It tends only to become evident that people aren't quite up to the role when there's been a disappointment, probably maybe three or six months into the relationship within business support. So yes. it is very, very difficult. I think you have to ask the question of the um, uh, the CEO or the chief exec um, or the managing director as to what he thinks about his team to get a view. Um, but that's very, very hard for them to come up with a definitive answer. As you know, when when uh, we've engaged uh, you and your team, it's one of the things we ask you to take a look at because you will be working very intensely with these people probably sitting at the same yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at the same computer understanding their management information systems and their capabilities um and and our i guess our only real uh view on the capability of the financial team is when they let us down by maybe late reporting or an inability to provide exactly what we want in terms of management information because when uh, business support is involved, 
we look at the management information package that the bank will typically get, and then we will we will uh, make that far more bespoke for what we need. And yeah, we'll, I mean, I, I I think it's quite interesting because what what we see is what what are most very 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 capable um, directors and senior management people. But of course, the level of scrutiny, they're not used to being, in fact, monitored from a th- outside the business because most businesses are inward facing because most businesses we're involved in are not you know, PLC level businesses. So they're not used to that external reporting. So I think from my point of view, one of the first things I observe is how, how, the, how difficult they find actually that, that external communication at the level that's needed. Because up to that point, you know, they barely will be having formal board meetings. And if they do, you know, the information may be medium. Uh, some are very good, to be fair, but some are quite medium. And then suddenly, you know, myself, yourself, and other parties, other stakeholders suddenly want another level of information in a lot more detail. Um, and you find very able people suddenly under a new level of pressure. They most probably haven't been under that level of pressure since almost exams or whatever part of the earlier stage of their life. So it's the first time they've actually come back under that level of scrutiny. So I think it's a really challenging area, basically, you know, four teams in that turnaround. And I, I say, I see very, like you did, John, I see very able people who under that level of scrutiny and stress actually underperform, um, which is, you know, out of character, I'm sure, to how they normally perform. So... What do you want to hear and see from the team in the company that gives you, as a bank, sort of reassurance that they're taking the situation seriously, moving it in, in the right direction? What are sort of the key indicators, I suppose, that you're looking for? Yeah. But when the case comes to uh, business support, there'll, there'll be a sort of a... I know, a bedding in process of a couple of weeks whilst we all get to know each other. Uh, and what, what normally happens then is the bank will send out a letter outlining the areas where it has concerns uh, and, and the actions that the bank is likely to take uh, and the actions that we would like the board to take to address our concerns. Um, it's, 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 it's odd that um, I've probably written dozens and dozens of such letters over the years, we very rarely have anybody respond to those letters. When, when we do, I absolutely love it because it shows that they seeing this as an important letter. They're not hiding away from it and they're yeah. going to tackle the problem head on, which is exactly what is needed. So, a, a, you know, and also when the bank has concerns, it's, the bank's not always right. It, it just says, this is how we see it. And we're, always, yeah. we're almost saying to them, Tell us we got it wrong and explain why we got it wrong. So to have a, a response to this, to this, uh, what we'll call it a letter of concern, if you like, um, it, I think is vital. Uh, and I think when I get that, I know I'm going to have a good relationship with the team because they read the letter, they yeah. agree with parts of it, they don't agree with parts of it, and that's fine as well. Um, and, and they will challenge the bank to um, uh, make its case. Uh, I'm always mindful that here I am, a, a, an employee of the bank for over 40 years with no uh, great stresses in life uh, other than making sure I can get through my intray every day. Whereas 
you're talking to people who their business might well be their life's work. It, it's it's something they've nurtured for decades, maybe, um, and they might naturally not be sleeping very well. Yeah, they might be massively stressful. So I'd be looking for them to have an open debate with the bank, but also with external professionals, um, ideally of their choice. Because I think um, to share that problem means you'll get a number of viewpoints and you'll, you'll get a kind of, a, you'd be as a, as a CEO, you'd be starting to build up a team around you who all, all have a view on how, how this solution can be uh, addressed. Now, they might typically speak to their accountant, their, their sort of audit accountant first. Yes. Um, they, they've probably got a, a, a legal person who, who would point them in the right direction to, for them to take advice on legal matters concerning any challenges. Um, and occasionally the, uh, the bank would ask them to take independent advice from a, a accountancy firm or, again, uh, turnaround managers or, or f- such as, such as your, your own firm. Um, yeah, I mean, that- I, I, I think taking that independent advice, I mean, we're, we're sort of paranoid on that as well, that at the right point, the directors are actually taking you know, proper legal advice. John, the other point you raised, though, which is something that I, I see and I'm actually quite concerned about, and that is the stresses and strains on, on the shareholders and directors, because, as you say, uh, you, you just sort of quoted, you know, are they sleeping at night, et cetera. And, and, of course, often I think when we go into these businesses, we, whilst we appreciate to a certain level what's going on, we don't actually fully appreciate that the consequence of this business, if it failed, you know, from potentially, you know, PGs losing their, their homes, um, can't pay school fees, all of these things come into play. Um, and actually, completely separate is we've actually just done a, another podcast, actually, um, very much uh, focused on, um, in effect, you know, sort of mental well-being and the stress and strains encountered by senior management uh, during a turnaround. So that's quite an, it's an area that we are now focusing on and, and as a team becoming more conscious of, actually. We, you know, it's something we actually have now put onto our, our radar to actually reflect on uh, going forward. So I think I, you know, it's very easy to be quite binary in the process and be driven by the process of turnaround at, at almost all costs. But it's the human element that we're starting now to realise is really key to this because actually we need those people to get through this. And as you say, you know, we want them to come out the other side as well. We want them to hopefully stay with the bank, stay with the rest of the stakeholders and have a, have a successful um, business. John, just a couple more questions I'd really like to just ask you um, before we sort of wrap up. And, and one, you know, generally, what advice would you give to directors, you know, from your obviously you know, vast experience within the bank? Um, and that, you know, maybe from a technical point of view or, or a personal point of view. The advice I would give is be open and honest with the bank. Uh, I'd also say, Recognise your own capabilities and that of your team. Uh, and if they're not up to the task, then bring in extra support to make sure that you can put together typically a cogent turnaround plan, which you can present to the bank and the bank can support. John, many thanks for making time today to provide us uh, an insight into how uh, a bank uh, works within the business within businesses, you know, encountering challenging trading. Um, I'm very grateful for your, your time today because I think it's very, you know, it helps 
business owners, shareholders really start to think about when they move from sort of mainstream banking into business support, what a bank is looking for. And and obviously, as I genuinely know, you know most banks are here genuinely to support businesses, but, but equally the businesses have to help themselves by providing you know, quality information, as, as we've both been talking about. So, John, once again, thank you very much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. David, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, best of luck with the podcast and also best of luck to you and your team and all your clients in whatever challenges face them. That's very kind. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. If you want to get in touch with David Stone or any of our speakers, please visit our website, promptstrategies.co.uk and use the contact details you'll find there. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and are general, so they do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please do talk to us directly.